You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And we are back on Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me again on your weekend. Super Bowl weekend, that is. Uh, very very eventful last weekend, obviously, seeing all the Buffalo Bills players uh, do their thing at the Pro Bowl. Some people had mixed feelings about, you know, the game and whatever have you. I think, look, players do not want to get hurt. I think it's way more competitive just playing a flag football game where you have these guys that are extremely talented um, on a shorter field, way more action, (laughs) actually getting after it versus just touching each other and trying to, I don't know, hug each other down to the ground. So I'll take it. I'll take it. I know some people won't, but um, but yeah, guys, we're here and obviously we will talk bills, but uh, there's a lot of things happening in sports and um, it's it's so wild. You know, uh, so many things are starting to transpire not only in the NFL world, but the NBA world. Any uh, Phoenix Suns fans out there, (laughs) breaking news, Kevin Durant's there. Um, Then you got Kyrie Irving going to Dallas. I mean, I'm I'm an Orlando Magic fan, so basketball's always on my radar. But, um, you know, it's it's pretty awesome. I think uh, it's it's a great day to be a sports, great couple of weeks to be sports fans. Um, I know some people that are Bills fans, but then they're fans of so many other teams and so many other... um, Sports, it's just, it's incredible, you know, how we all find ourselves as Bills fans um, following so many different things in the offseason. It's already the offseason for us, and people are already talking about who they want the Bills to draft. I am not there yet. I think uh, some time needs to uh, trickle and, 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 you know, form some things. And (laughs) sometimes you have one guy on your radar, and he ends up, either going undrafted or he goes to some team in like the sixth round. It's just, I like to wait a little bit later in the off season to actually get a hold on what I think my projections are. Excuse me for, (laughs) for the rusty tone of my voice. (laughs) Been uh, yelling over jets all day long, but um, I will try to finish this podcast (laughs) and uh, talk bills. But you know, guys, look, um, this is going to be a very interesting offseason. I think that something we have to take into account is that this is absolutely uncharted waters for this entire organization. And I also want to get back to something that uh, Kim Pagula 
uh, the storyline hitting about what happened. Uh, it's just, it, 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 it hit me so hard in the gut, you know, reading into it, um, and, and really seeing, you know, what they're going through as a family and my prayers and my heart is going to them every single day. Um, the fact that the Sabres and the Bills are, they're relevant. Um, you know, I, I know for this family is so special to them to help them just pull through and get through, um, you know, what she is battling right now, uh, and to see their daughter, um, you know, just on the, on the biggest stage of tennis, it, you can't, you can't make this up. Um, and yes, it's, it's like, we look at all these, it's just one storyline, right? And look at DeMar Hamley getting recognized. Um, you, you ever just, just sit back for a minute and, and, and not be bitter on your social media platforms, whatever you're at. And just be thankful that you have a team that is relevant. Um, I know some guys that have a team that is absolutely in the worst state uh, possible to (laughs) not even rebuild. I mean, they don't know where to start. Um, And the Bills have built something that's here to last. And obviously, there are teams that are better. Um, and, And they have pieces and they have things that just, you know, appeal to certain players that are active as we're speaking. Um, but the draft is every year, right? The, the, the off season can change everything at the, at the flip of a switch, like knock on wood, <laughs> right? Tom Brady's retired. And then what happens if by the flip of a switch, he decides, you know what? I don't want to be retired anymore. He goes to the Miami Dolphins. Aaron Rodgers gets traded to the Jets or he gets traded, you know, to, to the Raiders. Like, <laughs> It, it's it's such a wild um, period of time that, you know, it, it's this um, what I'm excited about is to see the resiliency and, and, and the response to what has happened, not only to the city, but to, to individuals in this organization, the Bills organization, um, and, and, and to see. What comes out of this? I, I know like it's hard to see light out of the dark, but I am a big believer in that. I really do believe that um, really good things can come out of, um, you know, positives can come out of negative situations. Um, and, and I really do think that there's, 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 there's such a sense that they have, because this, this team, right, this city, this organization has great leaders, and I know that they have the resolve and, and they have the, the mental capability to bounce back and, and figure this out and understand where they went wrong, right? I mean, they literally flipped this Buffalo Bills organization upside down within two years of Sean McDermott um, at the helm. So, yes, there's going to be changes. They're gonna, there's going to be adjustments. There's going to be things behind the scenes we don't even know about. Um, if you're going to ask me now that I've kind of digested a little bit, it, you know, it's, it's funny, but for the first coach to get fired was the safeties coach. It, it, it didn't really hit me up until a couple of days ago, but like now, now I'm really starting to think, man, because the defense is, is, is so built, so built on a, a solid rotation at the front four and two safeties and Micah Hyde and Jordan, Jordan Poyer doing their thing. Everyone else just gets better and better because of that healthy balance right with with the secondary 
and and the, and, the, and the pass rush and 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 stopping the run. Um, obviously, Matt Milano goes to the Pro Bowl, as I called it. I think I, I knew he was going to have a great year. Um, super happy for him and his talents. And and look now that he has the open lanes to not only attack the quarterback but to you know frustrate offensive lines and game plans. It all came from a better defensive line and opening up those lanes before you had a body from the offensive line getting up there. Um, but yeah, there, there's obviously a lot of things that we can nitpick about the Buffalo Bills, but this is not the podcast to listen to today to figure out what to nitpick. I'm not going to. I'm not going to sit here and, and pretend and act like I am an expert at football. I'm not. Um are there intricacies, you know, that I try to understand? Absolutely, as everyone does. I'm sure you just do it on your spare time and you pretend you're an NFL analyst, whatever, and you, you think you're a GM. Look, I am not going to sit here and pretend that I have all the answers and I believe I know what's happening behind the scenes. There is <laughs> – it's like think – about, think about it this way. You go to work every single day with 20 to 30 different people in your office, in your workplace, whatever it is, and – you don't even know, and you interact with them sometimes from 8 to 12 hours a day, and you don't really even know what they're like behind closed doors. Most of the time, right? How are we supposed to know what this team is really like behind closed doors? There's no reality TV show. And if there was, I'm pretty sure some people would be asking this GM and this coach to can a ton of players off of this team because it is a very high emotional sport. And when you see things spill on to the field during a game or whatever have you, it's probably worse behind the scenes. It's it's like dealing with the big family. So the fact that they were still able to finish the season strong. Yes, they went out on a sour note where it just felt like the lights just kind of dimmed out into that Bengals game. But man, they still won the division through all of that, marched through adversity. There's a lot to be proud of. And I think that's where I'm standing on this podcast today. I I really do believe that they have a plan to attack the weaknesses of this team, refine them. And I think, look, I I think a lot of pressure is going to be on this scouting department. I really do believe that. I have been, I'm not saying this is a hot take or whatever, I've, I am just standing on the <laughs> pulpit, as you could say, of I think the Bills are going to kind of shock some people with a possible mini rebuild. I think it's I think it's very possible that they extract a lot and then put a lot of young talent in place. It would very much shock me if they would go the veteran route again and get the same result again. Like, if your captains are saying it's the same thing every year, nothing's changing, well, yeah, I mean, you use the same method you tried last year. You brought in another pass rusher to try to complement your pass rushers, right? Mario Addison, Jerry Hughes, and, you know, that whole debacle that happened in, in the playoffs, and we thought they were good enough. They, we thought they were solid enough, and then it wasn't good enough. And then we get Von Miller, and then we beat, we beat Patrick Mahomes. We, um, 
go on a pretty good run in the beginning of the season, and then we start to hit these roadblocks, and then it's obstacles, and then injuries, and then it's just like, okay, so who really screwed all this up? Well, we're finding out black and white right now. Like, the proof is, is in your face. Who's getting fired? Who's getting replaced? If you're going to sit here and tell me that Sean McDermott and this staff are just a bunch of idiots that don't understand how their team operates, you're crazy. And to criticize everything that they're doing as an absolute negative, like, oh, how are they going to feel that? Oh, it looks like we just lost another great candidate for this or that. It's like, no, man, it's just there are things that you just can't control, right? You can't control Tyreek Hill getting traded to the Miami Dolphins and Juju Smith-Schuster Valdez Scantling just marching up in Kansas City to play with Patrick Mahomes. You can't control that. They wanted to be there. In the same way that Von Miller wanted to sign with Buffalo. There are uncontrollable factors, right, that are going into um, what happened with the Bills with this last season. And and now, okay, it's like the, the pieces are still in place to go for another Super Bowl run next year. And there's going to be a lot of changes. It happens every single year. It's going to shake things up. We just don't know when. We don't know how. Off-season things happen with players. They get out of whack, and they kind of get crazy, and they ruin their franchise's chance at having a solid season. We don't know what's going to happen. What we do know is there is a team in western New York that is very competitive, led by a very great strong group of individuals with character, with trust, and the pieces are in place. Let's not panic. It's time to get back to what this is all about. It's trusting the process, right? If you're going to judge, I just really believe, if you're going to judge the Bills' season based off of that Bengals game, shame on you. (laughs) Like, You make absolutely no sense. You're a complaining child. Calm down. It was tough to take in. It was tough to lose. But if you're still complaining about that and still thinking that something's wrong with this or that, no, man, injuries happened. And it was a first-year offensive coordinator taking over the reins for the Bills' offense. Give him a break. I am. I have I have I've breathed it in, I have breathed it out, and I'm going into this new year, this new season, with a fresh perspective that the Bills still have just as much of a shot to win a Super Bowl n- next season as they did this season. So now My three needs that I think the Bills need to address. I wanted to establish this because as we get further into the next couple of weeks, the draft is coming up, free agency, all of that crap. I just want to be clear. Offensive line is number one on my list. They took a big step back and they need to figure out how in the hell they're going to go forward. Number two. They need to figure out who is going to start leading this secondary in the future. 
having this big question mark all over the Jordan Poyer situation needs to get handled. Number three, commit to a running back. I don't care if it's Devin Singletary. I don't care if it's Naeem Hines. I don't care if it's the young kid out of Georgia. If it's James Cook, I am praying and hoping that this team just comes out and says, oh, he's the guy leading the pack this year. Just say it. I think I'm I'm, I'm kind of done with the rotational whatever. I'm not saying make him the bell cow, but I'm saying make sure everyone who comes into this building knows he's the guy at that position, and you're not going to take that away from him. Does that mean he will get the ball 20 t- You know, he would get 20 attempts a game? No, it just means you're going to get less than him. You're going to have to get over it. And those are it. I mean, I'm not really going to go crazy in depth, you know, as to why. All You know, you guys saw the season. You guys know what happened with this offensive line. It deteriorated, <laughs> deteriorated throughout the the entire season into the playoffs the running game wasn't was a mess right and and i'm saying to myself you know what with with all those positions and then it obviously comes down to the nucleus with the secondary like as long as they can iron that out they're going to be fine now some people are going into the conversation of okay well What happens if the Bills get DeAndre Hopkins? Well, sometimes, and I would love that. Do not get me wrong. I have tweeted about that, that that would be crazy. But at the expense of what? And and again, this is going to come down to Brandon Bean. This is going to come down to what this team is going to prioritize. At the expense of our cap and not being able to sign key people on our defense. At the expense of having to trade away key players on our defense. I don't know. What if they, the other team that we, you know, if we were to trade for DeAndre Hopkins, what if they were to absolve the debt versus the Bills doing that and they get our first round pick this year? Okay, that makes sense. At least alleviate even 50% of that so it's a fair trade and the Bills aren't in cap hell and can't figure out what they want to do. But again, we're going to see what kind of restructures are going to happen. Are they going to get bonuses quicker? Like, this is what a GM gets paid for. But again, if you're going to ask me about Brandon Bean, which I've talked about plenty of times on this, who I've talked about plenty of times in this podcast on what my view is about him, I think he is doing everything he can with what he has. Trying to please his fan base, trying to please the players because obviously the players are probably chirping about man if we would have just had this or had him or had that I'm pretty sure Brandon Bean was trying to make calls for anyone anywhere Christian McCaffrey all the way down to Alvin Kamara it's just about where they value their picks and for what reason and and we'll see I mean there's still a lot of time uh to figure out you know what this team wants to do and, and who they want to go after but I'm going to leave it on this note. There's no reason to be overcritical about this team. That's just where I stand. I don't think there is a reason to. I don't think we're there yet. 
Now, if this was a, a, a Bills team that had Micah Hyde completely healthy, Von Miller completely healthy, um, you know, Gabe Davis not dropping more than 50% of his passes, yeah, I mean, overreaction time. But yeah, guys, so stick with me. Throughout this offseason, I'm definitely going to get into draft prospects. I'm definitely going to get into, you know, transactions that happen throughout the league. There's just so much time, and there's so many things that still need to happen, still need to transpire in order for us to get a real clear picture on where this offseason is headed. What happens if, you know, Kansas City gets obliterated? What are they going to do to try to <laughs> catch back up to the Super Bowl uh, tier type of a team? You know, last time they were in the Super Bowl and got pretty much destroyed um, was against Tampa. And this is a very similar defense um, with a very strong offensive passing attack. But anyways, guys, thank you again for joining me on Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega. To all the military and first responders out there, thank you for what you do for our country and our communities. And shout out to my mom and my brother. They had birthdays within this last week. Uh, I love them both so much. God bless. Enjoy your weekend. Go Bills.